0: Vice FM 98.8 FM I try to discover
1: Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, and good afternoon, <laughs> and welcome to another edition of Mentally Sound, right here on Spice FM, ninety-eight point eight FM. I'm your host, Mr. Stephen Hesse, and I'm with the rather delightful, uh, voted in a in a poll of one, the greatest <laughs> the greatest co-host in the history of sports <laughs> sports uh, a sports. Um, yeah, we do a little bit of badminton on the side, and uh, <laughs> you yeah, know I haven't. I won
2: the egg and spoon. Yes,
1: it you won the egg nice and spoon good. race to host this show because that's we don't have a filter, uh, we don't check uh, um, qualifications. We just go sp- egg and spoon race. Whoever wins mm-hmm. gets to be co-host. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's you. very proud of it though. <laughs> You know, you get gold cool stars for everything these days. <laughs> and it wasn't. It
2: wasn't an egg. It was a tennis ball. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah.
1: And, he, and, it, and it was against his will. <laughs> but welcome everybody. This is mentally sound. Uh, we have been doing this show on Spice for over a year now. Uh, I remember it's been yeah, it's been because it was a year on March or something. It's been a year and a bit. April. Yeah, so it's been a year and a bit. And uh, having a really great time. Uh, it's been running for about a few years, we were on community radio before this, and it's all about mental health. Now before you change channels, or um, or um airways as it were, is that that doesn't mean that it's a, a depressed, filled time, obviously, mm-hmm. it just means what I'm about to say, which is a disclaimer at the show, just to let people be upfront about it uh, straight away, is that we are very upfront and open, and obviously... Potentially talk about taboo subjects because right, bipolar disorder, Ricky has PTSD and reverse sad, which he re- revealed uh, 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 last month, um, like the two shows ago, and yeah, we we have guests on like charities um, and people with lived experience, obviously um, about disorders, but um, it's not necessarily just the criteria for being on our show. Um, we we talk about a, a, for a number of different things, and we try and like make it upbeat and basically give permission to be open about, you know to 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 joke about things to to talk about stuff openly to basically say whatever's on your mind and not be judged which is obviously the point and problem um that mental health is associated with so um, just to let people know because I believe I know how to read the WhatsApp if that's the case but um, Spice FM has become all technical now and you can talk to them through WhatsApp so they have been told to mention that so if you're interested in contacting the show I'm going to say this for out because I did it once last show but it was kind of towards the end so it probably didn't make sense so, if you want to contact the show right now or spice in general on whatsapp you can do so at o seven eight eight one nine eight eight nine eight eight that is o seven eight eight one nine eight eight and nine eight eight and you can ask Either me and Ricky a question, and we'll get to it some point during the two-hour show because we have till two PM. Or you, if any guests are on and they mention something that you feel we haven't covered, or you'd like to ask them, you know, an indirect thing, um, or you know, so we can, you know, direct it to the guests or whatever. Um, please do, and I will try and read and respond accordingly. But before after social media, as well? yeah, oh yeah, and social media. Um, if you're interested in talking to me, myself, or Ricky, or the show, we are at underscore mentally sound for the show, and I'm at geek underscore apocalypse and Ricky is at Vivid Ricky. And
2: Mentally around, If you look at it Facebook, it's Mentally Sound. Yeah, on yeah.
1: the Yeah, we have a page, I believe. Mm. Me and my me and and all F- our past shows are on there. Yeah, Facebook doesn't agree with me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So, before we have our first guest on, cuz obviously we have an a guest packed show. Um so we'll get to that in a second. Um but first of all, as I usually do, is me and Ricky are going to have a little little chinwag. And basically ask the question, How are you, my good sir? <laughs> so I'm I'm the
2: I'm the Robin to your Batman. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm okay. I, it's been an up and down <laughs> for the week.
1: Sorry, just a week <laughs> <laughs> where my brain went there when you said Batman and Robin. So you've got some resentment at the yes. fact that I'm <laughs> secretly plotting him. Yeah, yeah. He wants to be the main superhero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah anyway sorry go on as you
2: know it's incredible to think it's june in a sense because you know we've been weather related i'm always banging on about the weather and you mentioned reverse sad before mm-hmm. but yeah so this week it just it felt like there's a day where it's you know it's heat and then there's a day where it's quite cool and you know you're up and down it's quite funny because sometimes when i'm out tra- traveling with with me mam you know we had the previous conversation about um you know, about silences, all good silences. My mum's quite gregarious. She needs to talk, especially in the back of a taxi and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And if, the always she brings up, you know, like towards a cab driver is, uh, oh, how's the weather? And she's, oh. <laughs> and, and I almost, you know, what? I, I'm I'm beginning to think she's deliberately rubbing it in. Because, like, she'll say, oh, she yearns for the hot weather, and I'm, I'm sitting there and beside her, like, saying, no, don't go on about it. And just, you're rubbing it in, mum, please stop. It's just not, it's just
1: unfair. <laughs> I think it's one of the, it's the classic, like, routine that Peter K does, isn't it? Is when you're sitting in a taxi, yeah. that's the two, like, the two things, like, are you busy, or, like, how's the weather, or, <laughs> it's all like the sort of small talky stuff that you say, just to kind of, uh, cause my, my mom, um, this is one of the reasons why I think I have to learn to be okay with silences, is that my mum would always fill a silence, Mm-hmm. Uh, with you know, because she felt that you know, if you're not talking, you're not comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whereas I'm actually like you know have periods of time during the day where I like things being quiet. Doesn't mm-hmm. mean Me that I, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's the it's the common misconception about if you're like at all you know sociable, mm-hmm. is that you think that they just want you to be sociable all the yeah. time. But like if that was the case, you would just get in, you would just go crazy eventually because yeah. you know you've got to have periods of time where you you know de stress and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So um so everything good in general though, other than like you Yeah know?
2: T- yeah. So it's 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 kind of been a rough week, but I'm hoping it you know, next few days it smooths over and I'm sort of back to normal. Whatever normal is to like severe <laughs> yeah. and die.
1: I did joke to my girlfriend that uh, we actually have probably banned uh the word, norm, the word normal on the show that it, it just doesn't uh really yeah. apply I think. And half the time um, I'm
2: just itching just, just you know they keep the build up to the World Cup and stuff and mm-hmm. just oh please just kick off already and you know I just you know I need the distraction. Just I know
1: I don't I know I, I kinda do as well, <laughs> like stuff to watch during the day. Yeah. yeah. And uh and, and also just yeah I, I've ne- I can't remember it ever having that many like
2: um warm up matches mm-hmm. like like just constantly like it's an interesting feature on mental health news about the World Cup um I've heard so- already but i'll mention it uh, later but the the only other thing is that i'm being busy with the acorn union uh, we mentioned cruddys park house you know the, the the tower block that's had fires recently in the oh yeah so there's a there's a day of action um this tuesday um the residents are going to get together and we're going to march all the way to the town center all the way up to the civic center and we're going to deliver a letter to um your homes newcastle count, and the council and it's basically a list of demands. Um, which includes things like fire safety and, you know, uh, the, the the various things that the vulnerable people in in that block.
1: Yeah, I'm really. I, I mentioned to my girlfriend about um because I know that there's a couple of documentaries. I don't and this tonight of yet? the
2: recent because the Grenfell uh, anniversary is coming up. Yeah. Um, next week I believe as well.
1: Yeah, but I was what I was getting at was uh, has it been has it been on TV yet or not? But there's there's a, there's a couple of Grenfell documentaries oh, because yeah. uh, I know there was one on BBC mm. and I think I'm right in saying there's a one on ITV on like really soon or it yeah. might have been in the last couple the, the, of days. Have been on re- already? Um, yeah. I'm tempted to watch. Them because, you know, it's one of these things where you read a rough idea about what happened, but I'm kind of, like, curiously wanting to know how it happened and how it could have been prevented. think more, because um, the ongoing inquiry,
2: yeah. there's... there's, there's um... There's on oncoming revelations that we perhaps didn't know before. That are yeah, out, exactly. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, anyway, so we're not going
1: to keep our guests waiting. If Chris, would you like to go and have a have a sit on this chair and uh, move the mic to you, if you can, and I will let you know if I can hear you all right. But um, yeah, so what I'm going to do is I'll just mention like I have an update about my mom, which is really because mm-hmm. um, obviously we, I talk about this um, looking after my mom who has uh, who has Parkinson's. Um, so I'm going to talk about that. You know we've got a couple of hours, so we can figure it out at some point. Because I did this towards the end of the show last time. And by the way, just before I forget to say this, is the last show is on my Geek Apocalypse podcast feed. Um, So the Geek Apocalypse is a podcast that I do. Um, you know, uh, every fortnight and I put as a special for sort of mental health awareness is our last show before because it's obviously going to be released on the main feed of Mentally Sound now, but um, the last couple of weeks has been available. And I honestly think, I know Ricky jokes about this all the time, but we always go, one of the best shows we've ever done, but it literally did feel like the best, one of the best shows. Um, and considering how stressed we both felt before the show started... Um, yeah. It's amazing what stress can make you do. You actually end up doing That's a really, two, really good job. last two, shows have been quite
2: special, I think.
1: They? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, as I said, we'll not keep our, our guests waiting because I'm really pleased to say that Chris Taste from The Search Project is here, who Ricky mentioned... Um. Did you say that it's a crowbarring yeah. in with somebody else?
2: We'll, we'll,
1: uh, well, but we'll get to that. But anyway, <laughs> uh, hello, Chris. Welcome to the show. Hello. Good afternoon. <laughs> good afternoon. Um, thank you so much for being patiently waiting, and uh, and mm-hmm. uh, it was very nice, to, very nice to meet you. Obviously. Um. So I guess first of all, for those that don't know, um, we're gonna play. Um, we're gonna play like ignorant that I don't know what this is, just for the benefit of the audience. Well, we had this project yeah. on last year's uh, yeah.
2: loading to Kim. Remember with the post? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Well, yeah. For those who hadn't listened to that, show, yeah. yeah yeah. Who don't know about Search. Um, yeah,
3: Chris by the way, so tell us what the Search Project is. Yeah, yeah sure. Um, well, actually, just called Search you now. The original name of All the right, project was called Search Project. Um, it's, it's a charity that's been working in the West End for nearly 40 years now. Um, and we deliver various services for, for older people. Um, we work mainly in the West End and mm-hmm. the, the outer west of Newcastle. Mm-hmm. Um, And we have uh, we have a lot of activities and services, as I say, for for older people.
1: Okay, great. Um, so, can you give us some examples? When you say
3: activities,
1: Uh, what what examples can you give us of of the stuff you do?
3: Yeah, sure. I mean, we're we're based on Adelaide Terrace okay. down in in Benwell again, um, right
2: across from where I was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just across the road, isn't <laughs> it? East yeah, it's neck of the woods. <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: where the where the charity was established way back in the the late seventies. Um, We have a a drop-in service there for um, uh, information and advice. Uh, So people can come in and they can uh, make an appointment to see somebody and get general advice about finance and benefits, various other things like that. Um, We have the information function there as well. So if they want to find out about our activities, um, that's the sort of shop front. But we do visits as well. If somebody can't physically get into the shop mm-hmm. uh, for advice, they can ring up and we're going to make an appointment and we have an advisor that goes out and, and does that. And that's that's the office for search. Okay. Um, you're, you're asking what we do. I mean, the, the, there are so many things. I'll just give you a flavour. Yeah, cool. Uh, people know where we are. Mm-hmm. Um, they can certainly look out for a newsletter. We have a newsletter uh, every three months or so that goes to our members. Okay. Now, membership is free. You just go on a, a mailing list. And you will be sent this either by email or by post. Okay. Um, so that's a good way of getting in touch with us and keeping up to date. Mm-hmm. Um, so going through the week, as I say, I'll just give you a flavor of what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, we have uh, flower arranging, knitting group. and uh, We have visits to the museums and various other locations. Um we have a, a sports, every fortnight or so, we have uh, a sports thing which is uh, walking football mm-hmm. and uh, badminton, so fairly light things. Yep. Uh, that's based at the Scotswood Sports Centre. Mm-hmm. So we're always working with other groups in the mm-hmm. West End mm-hmm. in partnership to deliver these things. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, we do dancing as well. Um, that's every couple of weeks and specials every every month or so. Um, we do IT. We, we offer a, a service. Um, again, that's a drop-in down at the uh, the uh, Adelaide Terrace mm-hmm. office, where people can come in on a Wednesday or Friday morning and access the internet and get sort of fairly light technical stuff. Yeah, um, but we do that in the outer west as well on a Tuesday, so that uh, that all works quite nicely. Um, we we'll have social activities Thursday is good. The uh, the church just opposite us uh St James on the the opposite corner to us on, mm-hmm. on Benwell Lane. Um we have a social Thursday which generally starts off with dominoes, we'll have a bit of lunch and mm-hmm. there's a light keep fit. Um so that's right. that's quite a good day as well. Mm-hmm. And various other things, we've got a lot of trips coming up as well. Now it's the summer. Mm-hmm. Um we tend not to go too far in the winter, but in the <laughs> summer people like to be out in the sunshine. Um, and so you really also just, just uh, mm. you
2: also in- incorporated the West End Befrienders recently, haven't you? Um, we have yes, because uh, we, they were previous guests. Remember the previous guests? Yeah, West yeah, End No, no, yeah, I
3: remember them very well. Gone, yeah. yeah. So uh, did it, was it Lai that came up? Lae and Farida. Yeah, yeah. And Farida. Yeah. Well, they're based in our office now. We've right. we've merged. All oh, right. Um, just a couple of months ago, so they're they're part of our. Project uh, yeah, I think did they, well they mention that, that? Yeah, that they did. Yeah,
2: just on the cusp
3: of. Yeah, I think they were saying that that was going to happen. Yeah. Well, they they came to us beginning of April. Mm-hmm. so they've got uh, they've got a room and they, they deliver their services from us as well so mm-hmm. we're, uh are multicultural <laughs> great in, uh, in more ways than one
2: though yeah, yeah. so
1: I was going to say, because, I mean, this may seem like an obvious question, but I guess as I'm listening to this, because you particularly said older people, mm. and um, I just touched on, which you might have heard in the opening conversation, that I, I'm, I, I support my mum who's got Parkinson's. Mm. Um, so what is the, the the criteria for getting help through search? Is, it, do, 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 is there a criteria, or is it just, because, I mean, obviously, older people is a very sort of generic term, a very, like,
3: gen, generalistic terms, I guess. Mm. Um, yeah, is there a criteria at all? Well, the, the only the only criteria really is to to live you know fairly locally within the catchment area, which is the the west end or the outer west, you know that yeah. side of Newcastle, mm-hmm. um, and be over fifty okay. for the uh, the activities. Mm-hmm. Um, chain reaction, which is another part of the project, which gives more sort of one to one help. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you, you had Simon here last yeah. year, didn't you? Say yeah. yeah. So, um, there. I think the criteria for that is fifty-five plus. Okay. Um, but for for information and advice and activities, you know, it's not too strict. But as mm-hmm. long as the, that that end of the age range, yeah, mm-hmm. um, okay, that works quite well. It's yeah.
1: worth asking because I'm sure there'll be people listening going like, "What is you know?" Because yeah. like a lot of things, especially with it being you know, like a charity based thing, or yeah. you know, with or whatever, there's that um, you yeah. know, there's always a there's always a criteria have the ticky yeah. box the ticky box situation. So, um can we ask you like your own p- uh, personal stuff about you in terms of you know your work and how you got involved on in the project? Ask,
2: or, I think the you, yeah. you best answer is the previous work with thrive you can yeah. mention that as well
3: yes right? well i i think it's, it's about 2 years ago um you had uh, one of my colleagues come from from Sue Kemp. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and i think she she did a very similar session um it's almost exactly 2 years ago i think um unfortunately thrive shut down mm-hmm. the the northern office we worked in saltwell park mm-hmm. um so uh, my post was made redundant mm-hmm. uh this was about a year ago mm-hmm. and um i now i'm now um uh, Volunteer coordinator for search. Mm. All right, I, I've been there nearly twelve months. Mm. Time flies. <laughs> uh, so,
2: bearing in mind that the work that Thrive did along the lines of sort of horticultural therapy and that sort of yeah. thing, am I right in So, that's right. Yeah. Have you brought any of that into into search? Is any of that going on there? Um,
3: not at the moment. No, yes. we, we do have a small garden at the back, right? Okay. Uh, <laughs> so we do sort of informal. Uh, <laughs> The uh, horticultural therapy, which uh, we use it for, yeah, various activities yeah. in the summer. We have volunteers come in and tend the garden. Um, I haven't brought horticultural therapy to search yet, no. All right, but I'm keeping trying. Food for thought. <laughs> 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 yes, it'll, be a, it'll be an activity <laughs> one day. Yeah. That's Indeed. my favourite sandwich
1: shop. Food for thought. A quick plug there for a walls mm. ending. Um, but yeah, so I mean, um, this seems obvious, but like, I mean. Do you do? You, uh, I know this is a really like sort of um, generic question to ask, but I guess it, it, is it something you always wanted to do? Is it is it something that you know you really enjoy doing? Um, in that kind of way, does, does that mm. make sense in that? In, Generally, in yeah. What? I
3: mean, I've, I've I've been working in the third sector for twenty years. Mm. Yeah. Um, in various positions, and you know, because of funding and mm. the changing general climate for the third sector. Um. I've sort of had to move a couple of times that I perhaps wouldn't have done uh, yeah. had I not been forced to. Mm-hmm. And I've always worked with volunteers, uh, and I've been a volunteer myself in various ways over the years. Yeah. Um, so this opportunity came up with Search, and uh, I, I took it.
2: Do you find that with, because um, we know that the impact on cuts and so on, it's, it's, been, it's gone especially around the West End, that you mm. have to do a lot more signposting, and you have to pool resources with
3: the groups... Well we do, yes. Uh, yes. I mean we 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 try to work with as many groups mm. as we can uh, to share those resources yeah. and that was that was that was really part of uh amalgamating the West End befriend us as mm. well. Mm. But uh, you know money's very tight everywhere unfortunately and, uh, and you know and a lot of things have shut down. Volunteering
2: as well, it makes that even more
3: of a well, it does. importance, yeah. Yes, I mean it it's, it's um, I mean we have um we have about forty volunteers now. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, some we see every day of the week just mm-hmm. about, some we see once or twice a year, mm-hmm. um, but I mean they add uh, a considerable amount of value mm-hmm. to the uh, the business. Um, what's the
2: criteria for a for potential volunteer to be involved?
3: Um, um, just, just commitment really, yeah. um, we, we have various opportunities mm-hmm. for people. Um, Are you
2: looking for experiences, particular skills, or mm, is that something you can train up within? No, no,
3: no, not necessarily. I mean, we have have volunteering opportunities, Mm -hmm. which um, starts off with just sort of general socialisation and uh, making cups of tea and helping out, shall we say, at Mm -hmm. at, uh, activities and Mm -hmm. events right the way up to leading activities. Right. Um, That's that's one of our goals, to get a a lot more activities Mm -hmm. rather than staffed, Mm -hmm. um, led by volunteers. Mm -hmm. And we're getting there. Good. So if people have got those skills, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But if people just want something a little bit lighter, we've yeah. got opportunities for them as well mm-hmm. and, and everything right. in between. Right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I guess because like, this this is obviously something that, I, I, you know, as Ricky knows, because he's a good friend of mine, is that um, I guess the way it, it leads to a more sort of bigger picture question I want to ask you about about sort of the way people look at older people and and because then you know my mom just to give you a bit of context my mom who has parkinson's at the minute is kind of going through a bad time because it's kind of the the, the social actually isolation that, that that older older generation you know particularly yeah. like my mom for example is divorced she's been divorced for a long time and mm-hmm. um, she finds it hard because of her parkinson's to get out and stuff like that so mm-hmm. do mm-hmm. you think that is the crux of why something like search exists, because I, I think you know. I guess it's the, the the subliminal question I'm asking you here is that there is a gap in terms of the you know people find themselves isolated and unable to you know to to do stuff in a social setting. Really um, so is watch, that yeah. where you think that that
3: comes oh, in? Oh yes, yeah, yeah, That's 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 the reason that it was started really yeah. um, to advise people mm. and um, you know provide uh, provide services for them. A um, couple of things there. Yeah, pe- people are. Certainly, getting older, mm-hmm. my mother died a few years ago, she was 93, mm-hmm. uh, which isn't you know, uncommon now. People mm-hmm. are much longer, yeah. But of course, the consequence is they're living with um, various conditions and often multiple conditions mm-hmm. as people get older, they have sort of more wrong with them um, because old age comes with, yep. with other things. Yep. Um, social isolation, as well, yes, you're very often a sole survivor. Very often, the woman is left on our own when the the man's died because of the the difference. And with that
2: comes mental health challenges, doesn't it? L- it does. Of loneliness yes. and depression, that sort
3: of And if we if we can provide mm. those kind of services mm. that people can come to, uh, in a social setting, mm-hmm. um, you know, where we're helping them access. Those it was
2: interesting because the chat we had with the West End Profenders, who are part of your organisation now, mm. is this goes on in like. Um, even in the Indian and Chinese community, that that more and more, Just the same. yeah, mm. and, and, and that that to me was quite, it, mm. it was quite a phenomenon. To sort of hearing that because I know through my heritage and and community that it was always a customary thing to look after our elders. Mm-hmm. But Mm. It, it was astonishing to hear that more, and more uh, of, of them are becoming more isolated and, and lonely. Yeah. And yeah, so
3: not not something I, I know a huge amount about that section of the community. Mm. But uh, yes, I don't think there's any great difference between mm. that and the sort of indigenous uh, mm. population. Mm-hmm. Um, it's right across the board. It's a problem. It is.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, can i ask like just uh, this last question because then we need to stop for ads and stuff but um i'm I'm curious to know like from your own personal point of view like was there anything that uh, that motivated like what was your motivation to get involved in this in the first place because i did hear you say that you said you you did some volunteering and stuff before mm -hmm. and that's really common when we talk to people on the show is that usually mm-hmm. it's that their service like uses themselves and then they get a job as a part of that Um was what, what was was there a particular motivation for you or was just like something you thought oh i want to do that that sounds for so joining, um, search. yeah
3: um well I, I mean as i say it's, it's really just an extension of, of 20 years work yeah and uh, you know before i mean I, I started volunteering when i was about 14 it's okay. a long time ago now um, and what I were you doing? Was, what were you volunteering? I was just labouring. Oh, right. um, I, I worked for um, the SVP, which is St Vincent de Paul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were building a boys' camp on Holy Island. I was still, <gasps> I was still, I've, I've used it exactly. Have you the, yeah. Well, i uh, built, yeah. built part of it. Oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> um, that's brilliant. It's a great place. At the time, I was at school because I went to St Cuthbert's up the yeah. road here. And yeah. we used to go weekends. Yeah. And um, various tradesmen gave their labour for nothing. Yeah, and um, we as schoolboys went up and uh, yeah. basically laboured for the trade That's great. Um, so that's where it all started. Yeah. But um, as I say, I've, I've worked in the third sector for you know twenty years uh-huh. before that and other things. But uh, um, so the the motivation just carries on to sort of deliver and provide services yeah. for vulnerable people in various ways.
2: Just very quickly, the very last point: the the meeting at the uh, the St James's Church, which I know that Simon and yourself were going to. To
3: yes, yeah. The the Can older people's life? network. So it's yeah. on
2: the twentieth of June, Thursday, uh
3: eleven thirty? Uh eleven thirty till one fifteen. Yes. We've got um, we've got various speakers, um, including Joanne who's our um chief exec. Mm-hmm. We've got Nick Coates coming from Wing, I think. Um the Scotswood Gardener coming in the eldest council. Okay. So we've got uh, we've got some short presentations and we've right. got stands so people can access information. Yeah, we, we're
2: we're thinking of really coming down and, and, yeah. and seeing that. Yeah, good. Should be really good, great.
3: So if um, anybody wants to come, just give us a ring and great. We'll, we'll put you on the list. Absolutely great. awesome. Right. So before you go, just to remind
1: people, because I know you touched on this at the beginning, but if anyone's interested in being involved in search and in contacting you, like mm-hmm. online presence and stuff like that, if you let people know.
3: Yeah, I mean the the, the best thing to do is just ring in. Okay, we've got somebody on reception. Reception's staffed by volunteers as okay. well in the morning, um, and the number is oh one nine one two seven three seven double four three. Great, um, or we have um, info uh, at searchnewcastle dot org dot uk. Great, but best to ring in. I think. Okay, great. From so, my
2: point of view, I just point. Point over the road. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Direction. Well, you you know
1: where we are, yeah. if yeah, so. anyone sees Ricky and goes, he's mentally so. Oh yeah, the search thing. Cross yeah. the road, mate. Cross the road. Mm. <laughs> I'm going there now. Um, right, cool, excellent. Thank you so much, Chris, for coming in and talking to us. That was really interesting. Oh, and, thank you um, very much. And um, yeah, I, I, this is something that's, at this moment in time, like I touched on, really close to my heart because I think getting the older generation um, to not be forgotten about and to have mm. stuff to do is really We've important. Both been in that um, mode, yeah, both, we're both we're both essentially as for our yeah. ma- mothers so this is a really really um, important topic for us so thank you so much for, for willing to talk to us about it that's excellent thank you it's been a pleasure thank great you. right thank you very Come much so yes today. that would be awesome yeah so obviously that was a search the search, or well it used to be called the search project now it's called search and that was chris and so we're going to take a break for some ads now and then we're going to play i'm still standing by elton john because i just thought i i, I like it it's a upbeat song and then we'll be back with our second guest right after this
0: for the community by the community spice fm and I
2: Newcastle Miller 2018 Stop. 25th year anniversary the biggest multicultural festival on time side. bigger and better than ever before taking place on sunday the 26th and monday the 27th of august bank holiday weekend at the exhibition park newcastle city centre for more information log on at newcastlemela.co.uk or search us out on facebook
1: moharram samain sal deeds for Syria lekar इस साल इंशाल्लाह हम डेट्स फॉर सीरिया فلسطین और पाकिस्तान लेकर आ रहे हैं एक किलो खजूर की कीमत सिर्फ 10 पाउंड रखी गई है तमाम मुनाफा आपकी पसंद की हुई चैरिटी को जाएगा ऑर्डर के लिए टेलीफोन नंबर 07522976002 पर رابطہ कीजिए आपका ऑर्डर इंशाल्लाह माह रमजान से पहले आपको मौصول हो जाएगा Mazid Maluma Hamari website, wwthedateproject.com
0: par Shukriya.
2: On Tuesday, the twelfth of June on Spice FM, we will be raising funds for Court, an organization providing hope for orphans in the Kashmir region of Pakistan. Please do tune into Spice FM on ninety-eight point eight FM or the TuneIn Radio app on Tuesday, the twelfth of June, and show your support from 5pm onwards. For more information, log on at spicefm.co.uk or search us out on Facebook at Spice FM.
3: Sick of the same old radio sound? (sighs) Then you need vibrant radio. Spice up your life. Spice FM, 98.8 FM.
0: Just like ice There's a cold and lonely light That shines from you you wind up like the wreck you hide Behind that mask you And Did you think the smoke will never win? Well, look at me I'm coming back again I got a taste of love in a simple way And if you need to know While well, I'm still standing You just fade away Don't you know I'm still standing Better than I ever did Looking like a am to
1: Welcome back to Spice FM 98.8 FM. That was Elton John with I'm Still Standing, and we're all sitting down. <laughs> How ironic. Um, but yeah, so a uh, huge thank you to Chris uh, for coming on. And uh, Just before, there's a couple of things I want to mention um, before I get it, we get into talking to Lucy, just very, very quickly, is during the break, uh, Ricky reminded me that we have a Another uh, team member who's not very well at the minute, so I was going to mention this at the beginning of the show and forgot, Um, but Kaylee, who um, has been helping behind the scenes, she obviously helps with the guests and stuff, which is why it's kind of like Ricky has to keep getting out of his chair to sort of make sure the guests are okay. Um, Unfortunately, she had surgery which we mentioned about a month ago I think it was, um, on that particular show, so obviously best wishes to her. She had plans for coming today but didn't feel very well over over the night. Um, But I did have a, a Skype conversation with her and she seems to be doing a little bit better. Hopefully she'll be back round soon because if she was going to come to today's show, she was going to talk about what she went through um, and how her mental health got affected by it. So um, obviously that might happen in the future. Um, Obviously as well, uh, we're going to cut short our conversation with Lucy, unfortunately, as much as we would like to because um, we're playing something um, for, um, is it Ramadan? Or something like that. It's it's some sort. Or is later on? Okay, it's it's, it's
2: iftar, I think iftar.
1: Okay, um, it's it's some something to do with um, you know, the 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 station, and it's thirteen minutes long. So we're going to play it just before one o'clock because they've asked us to do that. So if you listen to last uh, two weeks ago show, we had to do the same thing. So just to let you know that's we're going to be gone for about fifteen minutes or so. Okay, um, anyway, um. I'm delighted to see it, a return guest. We don't uh, we d- we don't get re- we don't uh, upset them too much <laughs> that they're willing to come back. So I just get you when you talk to be closer to the microphone. If you could maybe pull it towards you or something would be good. Um, that's better. Awesome. Um, yeah. So uh, I'm delighted to welcome back Miss uh, Lucy King, who's here from the Alzheimer's Society in North East. Hello. Hi.
0: <laughs> Hi.
1: <laughs>
4: it's
1: nice to I meet you to too. I know. I'm, it's it's nice. It's fun. <laughs> it's fun to have a return person. Um, so how have you been since we last spoke? you
4: uh good yeah very good very busy Mm -hmm. always as Mm. always at alzheimer's society um and lots going on so (laughs) it's been great awesome
1: because um, I, I always think that's an appropriate first question doing a mental health show is to ask you how you're oh, <laughs> you are doing you know I'm
4: doing
0: very well
1: yeah, yeah oh good
2: good 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 good
1: it's a free therapy session so um. <laughs> he
2: doesn't, so, doesn't ask me eh, well, yeah yeah he does really yeah <laughs> I go okay I have to ask you he's the, the co-host co- I have to ask you um,
1: but yeah yeah it's like <laughs> see it's why a, I'm plotting behind his yeah, back I know body. yeah, <laughs> yeah he's, he's doing the next signs I'm going to kill you after this I'm going to kill you um, but anyway so um, uh, obviously we're here to talk about like there's an action week um that you wanted to talk about because i think there was an outside chance you, you were you going to be on last mu- last, yeah. last the last show yeah. um i know you were on our list of of, of maybes uh, for the last show so you want to tell us about that and and a thing about cupcakes which yeah. i really want to know because i'm a huge <laughs> fan of cupcakes you can't tell with this belly but <laughs> but yeah do tell um, um
4: yeah so dementia action week was a couple of weeks ago Well oh, was it last week god Time flies. It might be um, two weeks ago, I think. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. yeah. that's and what I was.
2: I was discussing with Ken behind the scenes about maybe coming in to talk about. That yeah, thing, yeah.
4: So it was previously um, Dementia Awareness Week mm-hmm. up until this year when it was changed to Dementia Action Week. The reason for the changes, yeah. we sort of felt that. Previously, we wanted it to be raising awareness Mm -hmm. about dementia, Mm and now we feel like we're getting to the point where people are already more aware of dementia, and now more people are wanting to take action. So, it's putting into
2: motion a lot of the things that you've read.
4: Definitely, yeah. 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 So, it was a really fab week. We were doing all sorts across the northeast. We created dementia-friendly Granger Market in town, which was great. We were all down there for the day. Um, Mm -hmm. And... Across the country, Mm -hmm. there was all sorts of actions going on. So, we were creating dementia friends all across Mm -hmm. the country. Mm -hmm. We were encouraging people to, as I say, make their local communities more dementia friendly. People were fundraising Mm -hmm. for us. Um, There was a lot of activity on social media. Mm -hmm. So, it was really good. That's great. (laughs) When you say
1: dementia, what's curious about this, because obviously I know we've talked about dementia on this show before. But I'm curious about the term dementia friendly Mm. in terms of what does that connotate like as in so what exactly does that mean in terms of how do you make it dementia friendly?
4: Yeah so as a society we sort of have three main strands so we provide um, care and support for people with dementia, we Mm -hmm. provide research into um, how to live better with dementia and how to find trying to find a cure Um, and our final thread is to um, create change in society for people living with dementia as Mm -hmm. I'm sure you know there isn't Mm -hmm. actually a cure for dementia Mm -hmm. so we want to make people once they're diagnosed we want to make society more inclusive for them um, so that they can continue living the best way that Mm -hmm. they can Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah that's sort of what Mm -hmm. it all centers around and it could be anything I mean we talk Mm -hmm. to bus providers and um, local transport Mm. providers to make sure that they Mm. are aware of what dementia is and how Mm. people with dementia can use their services better. We talk to supermarkets. Um, We have a really fantastic supermarket in the northeast that does a dementia-friendly shopping hour. And during that time, the staff are more aware that people with dementia could be. Is in that the called store. slow shopping? Yes. That, yes, very okay. similar. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. um, music's turned off. They do a lot of work, very similar with yeah. autism. Oh, I've heard a lot um, about that. Yeah. 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 So that's something that we're trying to increase.
2: Right. And you also talk to venues because we had the Tyneside Cinema absolutely yeah. um, over Christmas for that. Yeah. Oh
1: yeah, they were really good about that. Um, and yeah. they have the
2: d- dementia. Pr- you actually mm-hmm. see it down there, don't you? On, yeah. On, it's up on a sign, dementia friendly. Yes. And it yeah. Sort of says what you confirms what you've
4: been seeing. Yeah and not just the timeside cinema, I mean we're, we're definitely increasing that across the area to have I think we had a couple of view cinemas mm. um, all across the area that were doing dementia friendly viewings um, and it just means that it's more accessible for people mm. with dementia often it, the viewing won't be any different yeah. but it just means staff are more aware that people might have dementia it means that you know we can make sure that people are sat on the end of a row so that they can get yeah. in and out easier and all of these things are very small, but they make up um, a huge impact. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. So, just for those who didn't listen to the last time we spoke to you, like, what is your particular role in the organisation?
4: Uh, I'm the fundraiser, mm-hmm. so I bring in all the money. <laughs> um, no, I don't really. I just work with all of the amazing people. <laughs> just ring up a. What do you mean? Don't I ring up a rich. <laughs> actually, personally, go out. That's what
1: it's about. Suddenly, like. I just ring up a rich person and go, "Give us money, money."
0: Yeah, so and then it's
1: like that uh, film with Demi Moore. You should be rolling in the door. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Only
4: that would be great, wouldn't it? Um, no, so we have some amazing supporters out there across the northeast. Um yeah. Fantastic companies that yeah. choose us for charity of the year. Yeah, yeah. We are working with a lot of mosques during Ramadan and um, mm-hmm. to do collections. Oh, that's so great! It's really just looking after the people who already want to fundraise for us and wheedling out the people who mm. aren't already fundraising and asking them why
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and part of that fundraising means that you do a lot of these sort of special days and we yeah. mentioned elves just before yeah, <laughs> <So> that, was, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that came just after your last appearance so how did that went and what happened and
4: it was brilliant yeah so elf day was in december mm-hmm. it was so much fun we were all dressed up in the newcastle office and mm-hmm it was really good lots of money was raised people had a great time we had a lot of impact on social media with people sharing their pictures and mm. um, we did a couple of elf walks so we got dressed up and, and I remember out how much I remember
1: how much like Ricky was just so excited about that. Yeah. <laughs> when you're you that's a great idea it's yeah. like all these like um, closet geeks are all like because uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm an out front geek and I'm like yeah that sounds awesome I remember we talked about that last time and I got very excited and I was like Oh these people are going that sounds great like you in. I'm finally accepted for who yeah, I am <laughs> the best
4: thing was yeah. like the schools and yeah nurseries and all of the yeah.
2: little children running around. I remember
1: seeing on Twitter it's they, gorgeous. Yeah, all sorts of people are doing it. Well it's because yeah. I think what's funny about like what's funny about fancy dress is you get people who go oh, fancy dress I don't want to I don't want to dress a fancy dress that sounds stupid I don't want to look I don't want to look silly <laughs> and then as soon as someone goes there's a fancy dressing cabinet I don't want to do that but I'll come anyway and they put the most effort in and they're all like well if I'm going to do it I'm going to do it properly and all this kind of thing and they come out and all this like accent but they look like you know a, an absolute emperor or something and I know I know everyone's like someone comes in a suit and tie and says there are men in black or something like that and I'm going yeah. no make an effort make do something so it there yeah. was
4: like the people who just literally would put on a Christmas jumper yeah and be like that was all they did and yeah and there was the people who came Head to tour in everything, <laughs> everything else. Well, as
1: you said, I remember at one of our, our last conversation. I do remember. I think we all kind of like made this agreement of, well, as long as they do something, I guess that's okay. Because <laughs> I mean, like you know, I think the 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 you know the worst things is I mean I think like you should give money if you don't want to do it you should give money not to do it as well and then there you go yeah Problem
4: and solved. we did have a Scrooge card yeah yeah, yeah. so I um, that, yeah. yeah if you wanted to pay 10 pounds you could <laughs> waver <out> all Christmas <laughs> activities Um and it was it was Available for everybody.
2: Yeah, yeah. Am so, I but, right? Sorry, sorry. go on. No, 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 you, you can can end end So going. back to Cupcake. So what went on last Wednesday? What, what's it? When, was it one Wednesday, it won- yes, Wednesday it, this yeah, week, yeah. yeah. And this, that was a prelude to what's going on next week. Do mm-hmm. you want to talk more about that?
4: Yes, yeah, Cupcake Day is... And in heading into its fourth or fifth year, mm. and it's brilliant. It's really good. Notice so it's basically, went, mm. what it says, mm. yeah. <laughs> it's basically, what it says on the tin. So you can um, bake cakes at work or at school or do them at home and invite mm. your friends and family round. Um, it's next Thursday, the fourteenth of June, and on Wednesday this week we had our cupcake bus yeah arrive in newcastle so it was at monument and we were giving out free cupcakes and mm-hmm. encouraging people just to take part and organize their own cupcake day next is it, day, it also so. just
2: like as well as just opening up the conversation as well because is it is it is it taboo to talk about dementia within families and communities or do you think you've gone past that barrier now um
4: i think i think we're we're it's much better than it was previously i think we've done a lot of work in even in the last two years um the changes are phenomenal hence
2: going from awareness to
4: action yeah yeah. and a lot of that is down to dementia friends so Mm. i think the difficulty with it is that people don't like to talk about things that they're scared about Mm. and people don't like to think talk about things that they don't understand yeah So by teaching people about mm-hmm. what dementia is through mm-hmm. Dementia Friends, which you can do online or you can um, attend a session locally just by going online, um, you learn more about what dementia is, mm-hmm. you're not scared of it, we can give you some tips and just sort of small things that you can do to make dementia more understandable mm-hmm. and not be afraid to talk Mm -hmm. to people with dementia Mm -hmm. and include them Mm -hmm. so i think there was definitely a social stigma i think we're trying to break that down we do still hear stories i don't know whether you heard this year about barbara Windsor. yeah 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 i've got her listed in one of the yeah so it took four years after her diagnosis by the time she announced Mm. publicly that she was living with dementia yeah so again that's a really it proves a massive point that she mm. didn't want to come out to the world as soon as she was diagnosed and say mm. you know, this is what, what's happening. Well you've answered my, my
2: question there because also me and Steve previously talked about uh, Alan Sheary did a documentary mm. about dementia within football. Yeah. Uh have, have 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 the FA and those sorts of organizations been in touch with the Alzheimer's Association in terms of like research and mm. that sort of thing? Not as
4: far as I'm aware, but it yeah. doesn't mean that they haven't. Okay. Um we do a lot of research around things like sports and mm. how it can impact we we did a lot of research around boxing in particular right, um, yeah and so like the injury how an injury can cause dementia um but that could be anything i mean it could be mm. car accidents could be mm. falling off your bike because yeah know. i know that
1: i know that obviously the most obvious example because my mom has parkinson's and i remember like you know the the, the whole argument about and if this was always a this is always the thing about people not like doing enough sort of in-depth research about things that like people want to throw out the the idea that Muhammad Ali got Parkinson's because he took one too many fights on, mm-hmm. and there's not. I mean, it, it could, as you said, quite rightly, it could be part of it, but um, you know, a lot of the times it's a really complicated reason why that happens, and yeah. some of it can be genetic and all this kind of mm-hmm. thing. So, really um, it. yeah, so I, but I mean, ultimately, what we're all talking about is whatever we can to understand it and to help someone through that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the other thing because I think. Another thing you've said, which I think is the the biggest problem, is that people want solutions for things. So when you said dementia isn't curable people just go well what am i supposed to do mm. and i don't think that's a very healthy and uh, respectful answer no. um that that that's the thing that most bothers me um you know because um i often find people who know that to a certain extent i think that's why they don't want to talk about it is because they they don't, they don't they, they they think that it's a net, it's a it's a no win situation mm-hmm. which you know, if you're the person not going through it, I don't. Think, you know that that you're 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 better off than the person who who's going through it. So why not help them? Um, that's what I that's what I find myself uh, wanting to say to them yeah, to some sort I of people. I
4: think that there's so many more issues that stem just from the diagnosis as well. Like mm-hmm. you can be diagnosed with dementia, but. It's not just that. So yeah. one of the huge issues that we face is the problems with health and, health and social care yeah. at the minute. So yeah. the cost of care homes and mm-hmm. the delays of getting people with dementia out of hospital. We've, we've recently learned that people with dementia are in hospital twice as long as people who don't have dementia. Yeah. Because there isn't the care and support to help yeah. them once they come out of hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> like the difficult, like I'm sure you if you've ever looked at care homes or anything it's the cost of them yeah um it's just impossible f- to fund people going into care um so all of these things we are lobbying government we've mm-hmm. recently done dementia friends in Westminster over dementia action week mm-hmm. we are really trying to have the conversations to get it changed so that people with dementia have the same access to facilities and help and support that mm-hmm. you would have when you were diagnosed with heart disease or mm. cancer or stroke it's um it's, it's just a completely different ballgame yeah sure it's what gets
1: me it's it's what gets me really really motivated to do something about just any real disorder or illness is that and um, when I took my mom to the hospital which I talked about on the last show we did and um, was literally the day before and my mom like because she had like turns out she had a urine infection which is why she was not very she wasn't well in a physical sense but as we were in the in the ambulance and this is probably going to stick with me for a long time because i it, i it, i am using it as a motivational tool as the the paramedics went oh, it's interesting because they they're not really probably going to deal with this in a mental health sense so we're not sure what you're going to expect when you get to hospital and i and i went and i found myself going to think that I got diagnosed with bipolar disorder at 19 and I got told that 11 years ago tells us how little we progressed um, because of the fact that, you know, it, it's not about the fact that people end up in hospitals because of issues, you know, because of issues with whatever it may be, whether it be dementia or, in mom's mum's case, Parkinson's or depression or whatever it is. It's not that it gets to hospital and they do nothing, it's the fact that it it gets to hospital in the sense mm-hmm. of there's no prevention to stop them getting yeah. there so there's no short-term solution so it becomes a long-term problem and then you get this cycle of people going to hospital because they're desperate for help and not knowing where to turn and yeah. um, that's what makes me particularly motivated as a supporter of someone I obviously love and care for it's that it, 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 it's a it's a ridiculous system yeah. um, and 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 you know so thank god there's people like you who do you know do, who um are, are on that side of and also I made the point of as well well, I don't like this idea of saying it's us versus them either, because I know you get you get the the white fence argument of where you know we're on the other side of the fence um you know so we're trying to tell people who don't understand to be on our side of the fence where i argue the idea is not to have a fence at all yeah. is that we're all it's not a, it's not an us versus them argument it's a we as in we need to deal with this
4: yeah um i think you know. there aren't many people across the country who haven't been di- haven't been affected by dementia mm-hmm. in some way exactly um every conversation i have every meeting i go to there's everyone has their own story mm-hmm. and the person that they know who lived with dementia or sadly passed away with dementia. do you find
2: um um i can't remember if i asked you this last time but I, I know i was meaning to ask but um when you deal with when, when a family is dealing with dementia in the family do, is there a like psychological impact so there's a wider impact and how do you go about sort of dealing with that do you signpost or is there mm. work that you do within your organization that helps with that
4: yeah i think the ripple effect is massive i yeah. think it's I don't want to say it's harder on the carer than it is on the person with dementia but it affects both mm-hmm. parts um mm-hmm. it can affect whole families mm-hmm. and not just the physical side of of caring for somebody with dementia and and the changes that happen to that person but the the mental mm-hmm. side as well of losing mm-hmm. that person still mm-hmm. being there but mm-hmm. not being the same person yeah um it's massive really mm-hmm. really hard so we, yeah, we are the we're almost like a one-stop shop for mm. everybody affected by dementia and their carers and their families and their friends, and we are working, we have a new five-year strategy, and by the end of that, we are working towards making sure that every single person who is diagnosed with dementia mm-hmm. is immediately put into contact and has an offer of support from Alzheimer's Society, right. so okay. we're raising more funds, we are working much harder we are talking to more people we're getting the message out there because ultimately nobody should face it Mm -hmm. alone Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. we have the information we have the services and we need to be there for everybody who's affected so great that's a
1: great way to wrap it up um i guess the only thing left to say is then we're going to play the the thing that they've Price us to do, but so contact information like how can people find out more information and stuff like that, and how to contact you?
4: Yeah, we have a brilliant website, so alzheimer's.org.uk uk, or if you just type Alzheimer's Society into Google, it'll come up. Um, we have a helpline that's open twenty four seven. We have a customer care line, and um, get in touch with us that way, and we'll direct you. To and if right you go person. on Mentally
2: Sounds' uh, Facebook page, the video of your uh, pop-up band with the cupcakes oh, from the monuments yeah. on there as well so people can see that yeah.
4: yeah it's not and also it's not too late to sign up for cupcake day it's next thursday you can go yeah. online get a pack or if you live in newcastle we'll be having a stall at the beacon so come and say oh. hello to
1: awesome stuff <laughs> right Lucy, it's lovely to see you again lovely to catch up Thank you. Um, Thank you. yeah and uh, as i said um this is good because it seems to have a theme this show which obviously I'm going to talk about my mum a little bit later, but it's a, a theme of, of, of caring about the older generation, uh, obviously, because dementia is obviously... More so associated with later in life, so I think it, that's a really good theme for for today's show. Is to, you know, we should encourage people to look after people uh, as long as possible and get the right help that they need. So I really I, I think that's a really good message uh, for the to end the first hour. So we're going to play this. It's called Juma Azan. I think I'm saying that right. It's what it says on the on the on the um, computer. So we're going to play that now for spice and obviously for an uh, in, in Indian viewers, I, I, listeners, I should say. Um, so that's going to last about 13 minutes. So we're going to be gone about 15 minutes. Uh, and then we'll be back for mental health news about about quarter past one mm-hmm. okay so we'll be back guys right here on mentally sound on spice Fm 98.8fM everybody, welcome back to Mentally Sound right here on Spice FM 98.8 FM. Thank you so much for being patient. If you are... Uh, waiting for us to get back on the air because obviously we played something there for our Indian listeners um, and obviously for Spice FM being a multicultural station we were asked to do that so I'm not quite sure how long that's going to last because obviously we did that for two we did one for two weeks ago as well um, so what we're going to do basically is a compromise is uh, we're going to just be with you right till 2pm now and um, basically catching up with me and myself and Ricky because we really haven't had a chance to do that because we were covered with guests for the first hour so me and Ricky are going to have a nice chat and catch up with a variety of different things um and if you want to get in touch with us as we touched on in the first hour you can do so by um if you particularly um tweet because I have the page up right now um at underscore mentally sound that is the Twitter um that is the Twitter address um so um if you uh, what is that noise that I'm feeling some rebirth yeah do you have any idea what that is
2: it's like a vibe.
1: I think it's the table.
2: Maybe,
1: yeah. Uh, sorry if you're hearing some like reverb or something, because uh, I noticed that when we were interviewing Lucy, but I yeah, don't quite I know. Well. Um, I thought it was our phone at first, but then <laughs> I, to put our phone off the table, and I, d- I don't quite know what that is. Mm. But that's very annoying. It seems it's gone now, whatever it was. Mm. But anyway, so um, so yeah. So if you um, want to tweet us, which is at underscore uh, mentally sound. Um, um, it should come up on our um, it should come up on our feed on the on the computer. So if you're interested in talking to us that way, or on Spice's WhatsApp, which is 988988. 988. and if anything comes up that I see, um, I, we will we will answer any questions you have on mental health and whatnot because we're gonna just have a good old chinwag, as the English say. Um, so here's thank you to Lucy and to Chris who have been our guests so far. We're not expecting any guests. Uh, for the second hour, so we're just going to sit and chat. Um, But first things first, before we kind of, we'll probably spend the last half hour, I would say, catching up about uh, various different things. But first things first, because we didn't really have a chance to do this two weeks ago, is we have a, a section called Mental Health News, where basically we talk about all the mental health news related stuff that we picked out in the social media world about mental health. The last two weeks, we've not been on the air, so over to Ricky for
0: Mental Health News. (laughs) <laughs> do
2: do. Bong. yeah bong <laughs> tonight <laughs> so a couple of these stories I, i've left from uh last last week last last show because we know mm-hmm. we didn't have time to cover yep but um okay sure i'll tell you what we mentioned the we mentioned the world cup didn't we i'll i'll, I'll mention oh, yeah. that one first okay feel free so um yeah i mean we're, we're both itching for the tournament to start aren't we just for that uh you know all the warm-up games, and you just think. Oh, I think just, I've heard, yeah. Just kick off already, please. I think
1: well, I've heard enough, like sort of like people talking about it, and I'm just like, yeah. Now I actually kind of wanted to start now. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I'm totally, on, I'm totally in the same position. Um, okay,
2: so one of England's players, uh, Danny Rose. Uh, don't know if you heard this, Steve. I that, did, yeah. I did. Yeah, I'm glad you're going to bring this up. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So. He, uh, yes, he, he came out, it was a media interview and I think it was rather unexpected, um, but yeah, he came out and said that he's been uh, suffering from uh, depression recently and that he's he's on medication for it now, um, and this was a surprise to everyone, and I think uh, amongst, uh, it was even a surprise to his manager, I think, who, who talked about it in his press conference, so obviously in the build-up to the World Cup, there's a lot of these sort of press and media interviews in the build-up, um um. Everybody across the board have just been really supportive, and uh, you know, really good on him for coming out about this. What he described it as as, as reasons why. Um, see, I didn't know about this in, in terms of his background, his his backstory. But um, so he, I mean, this was similar to um, Clark Carlisle's situation. He suffered a, a long term injury, which which sort of triggered his depression. Yeah, it was the same with Danny in his case, but also on top of that uh his inc- his uncle had uh, uh, committed suicide uh, not so long back and um his mother has has had some um uh, has suffered racial abuse um and not only that his brother is actually uh, had, had, was shot in the face i believe so, all this has had a bit of a mental toll on top of him. I mean, who could be surprised when you when you've had to deal with all that? In yeah, the a, lot of it, a lot
1: of it a lot of it seems quite a natural depression as opposed to you know mm. not particularly any re- like underpinning reason like there's no like just random reason that he's got ever and it just goes to show I think that's why it's such a powerful thing to bring up is because people go i hear this all the time that money solves everything is that they go if you've got a huge amount of money then i then all your problems go away and mm. it's far from that i mean there's millionaires who like take their own life because yeah. of the depression that they feel so it's mm. money money gives you opportunities to do something about it but yeah. it doesn't lead to it doesn't lead to you you know money doesn't solve loneliness and disease yeah. and uh and and lack of love and caring and all the stuff that basically all you know, as cliches as it sounds, all the free stuff that you get in life that you that a lot of people take for granted, mm-hmm. um, you know, to be you know, I I feel very fortunate that I have a very supportive network around me and mm-hmm. I, I I value that every day, yeah. um, but yeah, so it was a, it was good that he brought it up because I think you know, I would go as far as to say I think football, aka soccer in America, is um is is kind of behind on this than than in than in various other sports because they're definitely at the very least sort of talking about it more openly than footballers are. And it, it, it's time for it to come out. And, you know, I know I know. we talked about when Aaron Lennon did it because Aaron yeah. Lennon struggled when he was at Everton. He's obviously yeah. moved to Burnley now. But um, is it Burnley? I think he moved to, yeah.
2: yeah I think, um, cr- I think like, yeah, other sports in this country, uh, mm. cr- cricket especially, there's been quite a few players that come. Out. Cricket has its um, own uh, situation. Like when you, if you, I know I've uh, read Marcus Trestakothic's book. Yeah. Um, Oh, he, 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 he has terrible. Yeah, his he situation. Qu- he quit test cricket over it. Th- yeah. Well, the thing with cricket is when yeah. you when you play Test cricket abroad, you're away from home for like months. Yeah, and you're you're away from your own comfort zone, so you know you, you're probably more vulnerable. He
1: had, um, but it, I don't think, and uh, as far as I remember, because I, I I was interested in it at the time, is I think what he had was a stress related anxiety yeah. as well. Yeah. So, um, a lot of the time he said. It was more the build-up of playing than anything, yeah. like the just a complete like overwhelmed feeling of like letting everybody mm-hmm. down. Mm-hmm. Um, so he ended up just giving it, and and as he said, it had a knock-on effect on his yeah. family and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, he he did say that he found his family a comfort. Well, in place. Danny's
2: case, he mentions um, that um, whilst he was suffering with that with the injury, and and you know as when you when you watch observe your team playing, and particularly when they're playing well, it it, it kind of puts on that that added. I don't know what you, how would you say it, like a, a pressure or, or, or anxiety in the fact that when when you're, when you're not part of a team that's doing well, it makes you think dark thoughts in terms of, well, am I really needed anymore? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what Danny admits to, and I know that other players have said the same. I've even heard in the music world that band members, if they had to pull out for whatever reason and they watch their band play live and they see them do well performing on stage without them, it puts... It makes them felt themselves be at jeopardy and wonder if they've got it. Yeah, it's yeah. with them coming back. So
1: um, another footballer who came out fairly recently because he moved. Uh, um, I don't know if you saw this, but I guess because yeah. it's very relevant to now is Andres Iniesta. Yeah. Um, he came out. He came out. Uh, I think it was like 10 days ago because obviously he left Barcelona for those who don't know I, I know this is football related and it might bore people who don't like football but it's relevant to mental health which is obviously a show that we do because he mentioned that he lost um, uh, he lost his, um, um, I'm struggling to remember what family member it was but he lost I think it was his brother or something but it, okay. something happened where he lost his brother or whatever it was mm-hmm. and he talked about the particular time where he, he almost left Barcelona um, after the World Cup Right. Because okay. he said that that, that particular that. Quality, he, he says he struggled. You know, when they won the World Cup and mm-hmm. he scored the goal against Holland at the, I think it was Holland in the final, um, where, where he scored the winner in extra time, is that he had, he says by his standards, had a particularly poor season. Okay. And he came out in an interview. When he was announcing that he was going to Japan, mm. that um, that yeah he 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 says that that particular yeah was a real struggle. No, he so doesn't. he says That's so yeah he, he, it's a really interesting, yeah. um, because I know that, you know
2: also keeping with sports that Tyson Fury is um yeah talked about mental health. He's problems. an
1: interesting one because I mean obviously I don't know him and this is just speculation. I got no idea, but. Um, it, it, he does come across as someone I'm legitimately worried about mm. because um, there was a really interesting article that came out saying that like his mental health is should be his biggest worry, yeah. and I'm I actually agree because you know you know he, he did actually come out and say that he was a, a wreck and you know and he was a cocaine user which is what stopped him from you know um, another case doing is um, t- t- Tony t- t- Bellew- Um
2: he obviously had his fight recently with, yeah. with David Hay. And uh, dedicated he, to his he was he was almost yeah. on the verge of quitting whether this fight the 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 latest rematch was going to go ahead because yeah I think he lost his brother in law yeah he did yeah yeah because he the, he, he, he dedicated it to his yeah. sister
1: and brother in law yeah, who passed so, away I mean
2: he yeah. he was one of those boxers a bit like Fury that they give it the all kind of gung ho talk like as boxers do. But it was very interesting listening to him after the fight because he was, he put a lot of things in perspective and you know he was considering his own future. And... I like that he did that
1: yeah. because um, yeah. you know again that that's a good point you make because I think people look at them as you know. Um, don't have a don't have any um, you know emotions or, yeah. or or don't sort of life doesn't affect them in that sense. I, I, I that worries me because I think that's a really big misconception because mm-hmm. you hear people who end up wanting to be in sports or in boxing and stuff like that mm-hmm. and they go it it's escapism from life and it's like yeah. it is to a certain extent but it doesn't stop you living your life because no. I think that's the thing that most worries me is people want to not feel anything because it's easier. Mm-hmm. But I keep saying I say this to my inner circle all the time: mm-hmm. easier very often often doesn't mean better Mm -hmm. it just means easier as in for you Mm -hmm. and it actually ultimately is whether people like hearing this or not quite Mm -hmm. a selfish Mm -hmm. approach because Mm -hmm. if i go if i just make it so that i don't feel any emotions at all that's basically you being in control of what you can be in control of but that's not being there for somebody else Mm -hmm. and that's literally avoiding all risk at all Mm -hmm. and you know if you want to have You know, as I keep pointing out, all the good emotions that we want to experience is a risk Mm. in itself. Mm. Love is love Mm. is a a risk, having a friendship is a risk, you know, because there is a potential to be hurt or upset over what some people Mm. say. Mm. But you only get upset and hurt over stuff that matters, you know, that 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 means something to you. Um so that so you can't have one without the other. Mm. Um and I think people make that mistake. A ton. What Danny? Um, what Danny Rose yeah. goes
2: on to say is, that, and particularly in regards to England, he, he actually thanks. Uh, he 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 dedicates his, his thanks to the England's medical staff. Um, because oh, that's nice. Yeah, because he the, and you use the word yeah, and in quotation, salvation. That's what what they were to him. Because there was a time when he needed to get away from Spurs and that whole kind of circle mm-hmm. because of all the things he was dealing with. So when he got together with England, it's quite refreshing to hear that that England something. Because usually for the last few years it's almost been like you know club versus country, and obviously most players choose choose their their club because yeah. But he's actually he's actually regards England as his like you know uh, well, uh, well literally <laughs> sort of saved his life in that regard. Getting away period probably yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: good good for him. and um and 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 as I pointed out I know this is just a football related bit of thing but also he's our best left back. <laughs> uh, he's a good player so I, I like him yeah. he should play yeah. um, I know he didn't play for Tottenham that much but mm. that, that did make me think because I wondered why he wasn't playing for Spurs that probably was part of it if he do was you struggling.
2: think uh, the, the you, it, it is gradually getting getting there with football I mean no, no, it, I Shira, hope so Shearer did the dementia documentary and I thought I that, so. that, that broke a lot of ground I think I um, hope
1: so yeah. Yeah, but I think it matters like I said this in the NBA when the guy, the guy came out who was gay um you know because of the the homophobic view some people have of sports is that um it is it does make more of a powerful point which it shouldn't it should be just that we accept people for who they are but I guess mm-hmm. in terms of in terms of making people deal with it Mm-hmm. Um, it's always better that current players come out with it because then people go, "Well, that was just you know what happened twenty years ago or whatever, or you know we never dealt with it then, so why shouldn't we deal with it now?" It's much more powerful if a current player. The thing is, uh, talks I watched
2: it. a there was a George George Best documentary on a few months ago, and yeah. and the thing is, even when he was being interviewed back then in the in the mid seventies, he was actually saying to reporters, "I've been feeling depressed. I've been, yeah, I don't know," and then that's still quite a. It would have been a groundbreaking thing to hear someone mm. admit to that back then. But I wonder if the culture back then was just to easily dismiss it, like, "Oh, well, everyone gets depressed," you know. Like, Probably, and, you know. because
1: the the as I say, because obviously, you know, talk about my mom at some point, but uh, at some point in the next next hour, next half hour. But um, uh, I have this argument all the time because I think you know, because obviously in this do, doing this show, we we talk about stereotypes and um, we talk about discriminatory things to say or very sort of harsh generalizations but the one that the one that holds true you know in a lot of cases for me in terms of the older generation is lack of understanding of how to deal with mental health, mm-hmm. and the common way of dealing with it is to do nothing because mm-hmm. it's regarded as what comes into the equation is that the the strong versus weak argument mm-hmm. that you're uh, you're weak if you mm-hmm. don't deal with it and just put it under the carpet and yeah. then pretend it's it, and like sort of you know have a you know step up a lip hard working mm-hmm. like just get on with it thing mm-hmm. but the problem is with mental health it is that is that is far the opposite mm-hmm. in the it, it it it's not weak to admit you've got a problem and also mm-hmm. in a lot of cases if you choose to do that and not deal with it, mm-hmm. it I can guarantee it will come back and hurt you later on and, and in a far oh, yeah. worse yeah. situation yeah. you've got to deal with it as soon as you feel it mm-hmm. and the problem is is when they do that you, you people essentially society gives the wrong advice mm-hmm. And also, what's very dangerous is society gives advice that they think is right. So they think, well, you know, you should just need to get over it, or you need to, yeah, man up or whatever. I had a really, like, I hope she doesn't mind me saying this, but I had a conversation with Kaylee when she interviewed me for the for for our dissertation, and I was quite like, you know, ranty and adamant that, like, yeah, it's just the 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 the, you know, like I said about my mum, which you know, it's just this is a fact. It's not to be critical. It's because I want her to treat this seriously but she for example she went to three therapy sessions and felt that that was more than enough right. and that that's an example of yeah. it is that yeah. they don't even think therapy is a yeah. re, refu- is a is a good way of dealing with something yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ta- talking about something how's that going to make me yeah. feel any better yeah. um you know i've had conversations with really close family members who have said it who have said that exact th- phrase mm drives us crazy because it's you interesting know, um just
2: yesterday uh, i was in the central library because me and a few colleagues from amongst the uh, the psychology against uh, austerity network mm-hmm. uh, remember i was telling you about the problem solving booths the idea that, that was when that was going on um we we want to develop uh, like a free psychotherapy network so people who can't access services can get it so we had a little pop-up session at the central library last night for a couple of hours. And It was interesting, just how I think we are making ground. Uh, but as as Lucy said there, I, I found it really interesting that whole the, the not using the word awareness anymore, the putting action, yeah. which I think is really crucial. Because yes, we're talking about it more, but now is the time for action. Let's just do something about it. Mm. And uh, so when when me and my colleague Lewis uh, were, were were having this session, it was interesting just how how many people just stopped and chatted to us you now, open it openly, so saying that yeah. Um, I I do need counselling. I've been waiting and I'm not really getting it and that sort of thing. So
1: that's going to take. Uh, that's that's a really good point you made because I think the action side of what you just talked about is going to take a lot longer. Unfortunately, yeah, that's I the thing so. that that's the thing that that's when the revolution needs to happen, kind of thing. Because mm. talking about it, you know, how many people talk about a good idea and don't implement it? It's the same principle. I think we should call it um, mentally sound action. Yeah, like sort of yeah, yeah. Of- <laughs> yeah, action speaks louder than words, and they essentially do. Yeah. I mean, you know, I actually. You know, um, Kaylee asked me this: "Is like, what do you think the ultimate goal of doing the radio show is?" And I'm, and I kind of, in a roundabout way, said, "I mean, I, and I actually made the joke of." you know i hope he doesn't take offense to this but like the idea is that hopefully we reach a point where but but the thing is is mental health is always should be talked about but in terms of doing a show i think i'm like i want our show to evolve that we don't talk about mental health all the time because mm. then it shows that we've done our job you know as a society not just us so we've incorporated uh, it as part of the yes. natural conversation too yeah because like yeah. I, yeah because it shouldn't be we got you know because how many people come up to us who We talk to about our about this show and go. Oh, that's a good idea! Like, I've never heard of that. Mm-hmm. And it's and and my point is, if we reach a point where radio shows talk about mental health in not a taboo manner, it's just part of life. Yeah. Then we can have a show about yeah. a radio show that crowbars in mental health when we feel like. I think it, that's as always been the remit from the start. Yeah. It?
2: This word stigma, uh, as long as we can sort of yeah, because cra- we we have laughs on this show. Yeah, you know, I
1: loved it. I mean, as I say, like it, it, that. That's what I hope people who listen uh, get get a sense of is that. I really like doing this show. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't, and I don't, I legitimately don't sit here and feel like bad about the situation Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. feel uncomfortable talking about Mm -hmm. the stuff that we do. I feel um, that I'm like learning knowledge and and it it makes me not feel alone and and all that kind of, you know, In a way, it it, it acts as,
2: you know, this thing with talking therapy, yeah. Doing this show is like talking therapy it, for me, in a way, absolutely, you know? absolutely. But um, it's I, chatting to you or guests well, going through news items. Yeah,
1: I would take that a step further, and I'm saying talking to talking to just people in general. Mm-hmm. I find a therapy. Um, that's what I meant about you know that we were talking about social isolation earlier. Mm-hmm. That's what I think people don't realize the fundamental um, you know reaction that that has for people, like the mm-hmm. difference it makes mm-hmm. is to just be nice to people and communicate to people and and make them feel like they have some sort of self worth, and mm-hmm. um, that is. Really, the starting point for anyone being okay with their life really is that if they feel okay within themselves then you 're winning you 're winning yeah. you 're winning whatever situation you 're in yeah. and that that 's the problem If you feel forgotten about particularly when you have an illness or disorder that 's yeah. what leads to people really struggling to 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 deal with stuff so yeah, um, yeah so it 's good that, to go back to the original first thing was it 's really good that that footballers are talking yeah. about it more, and I hope that that continues because um, you know, because obviously, it, it, the more popular you are, and you say that you have issues, the more people go, oh, "Okay, so it's not about success, success, and how and what people who we people are as persons are irrelevant to what experience they go through." Mm-hmm. And if if your reaction, if if people are listening to this and their reaction is like, "Well, what have they got to be depressed about? They've got everything." You're missing the point. Yeah. You're missing the point yeah. of like depression is completely separate. Yeah. Um, you should treat it like a virus. I say this to me, mum all the time. Depression is like a virus that saps all the good good energy or good memory out of you, and um, you know, and and puts and puts a whole amount of. I say this all the time. Um,
2: if I was to suddenly win the, the national lottery this weekend, would it change my mental state? I heavily, heavily doubt it mm. because you know. It I mean, not
1: way. having financial worries is always a, course, It would. It would benefit you. It would alleviate some aspects of yes. life, of course, but but yeah.
2: But would it? Would it? Would it? Would it? Would it? Would it you know, dissolve my PTSD? Mm. Not no, no, like well, you know this is
1: completely random, but I um, I watched an interview with Judge Judy uh, with Larry King uh, on YouTube right. the other day, and um, you know, I, I do like. You know the, all the Judge G programs. I'm um, mm-hmm. kind of that's my um, guilty guilty pleasure. Like I like Judge Rinda and I like Judge Judy, mm-hmm. so I watch them sometimes I you know, when, I, when sometimes I'm when I'm with my mums. And uh, anyway, so she she talked about stuff, and he asked her like he asked her like what's it like because she works five days a month because basically they do a month's worth of shows in five days. Um, ah, so that's what a lot of television yeah, studios yeah, do, it's like, do, you yeah. know, like, look, for example like The Chase, The Chase yeah. to do five days worth yeah, of, like, do, yeah. the whole and, months of stuff and so, so pan either, it and, out and then pan it out, yeah. yeah so they're not live, obviously, so they're just all done in bulk, because that mm-hmm. saves on production costs massively, yeah. so yeah, so she's like so you work five days a month, you don't really, you know, you've got, you, you are worth millions and millions of pounds, like you know, so what's that feel like, and you know, how have you, like, you know, did you, you know, how does that change, how did that change your life, you know, because and she went well, and this is exactly how I feel, and that's why I feel like if I ever got any money, we'd be, I'd be sensible with it. Is mm-hmm. so that she went? You've got to realize that when I was a family court judge in the like eighties and nineties, like because so she did judge started doing Judge Judy in like the mid nineties. Um, we had we were like I was working um, instead of doing uh, four or five cases a day like I did with Judge Judy, I was doing sixty cases a day, having twenty minutes for lunch. I had a, a husband and two young children to deal with. And we were basically like um, picking and choosing what we could and couldn't afford because it's, not, yeah. a forgi- it's yeah. not a forgiving salary being yeah. a family court judge, but I loved doing it and I was make- and I felt I was making a difference. Now, whenever I get money, you know, people always want to tell you how to spend your money and she always goes, well, I could buy this, but I always find myself going back to my old school of roots of when I had no money going, but do I ultimately need it? Yeah. Um, So she's like, I'm not flashy. It's like, uh," and she went, I want to spend my money on making sure that my grandkids and my children are okay. Mm -hmm. So that's that's the blessing that money gives you is that if anyone's ever in any trouble financially, you can help them out. Mm -hmm. So they're always going to be like, you know, have a roof over their head and all that kind of thing. But she says, you've got to find the right balance as well
2: as to not spoil them when you've got a huge amount of money. Um, I think in so America as well, it's it's the added thing where, you know, health insurance and all that stuff, which yeah. you know, which isn't so Which, I mean, because
1: that's their argument, isn't it? Is it encourages you to work, because if you don't work, you don't have health insurance. Yeah. But then that's the problem of, if you aren't well enough to work, how do you have exactly. health insurance? Exactly. That's that's the reason people hate it in America. Yeah. Um, I also got to tell you about, um, you reminded me about something about what I want to rant about with universal credit, because oh, yes. um, I've ended up going on universal credit, um, which I think... Is awful and and we this might as well is, this talk is, about your mum and this, case yeah, and um, also carers allowance as well yes yeah. well, well so okay, so what happened is when i because this is relevant to last two weeks ago show is um obviously me and my mum went to hospital um the day before, and it turns out she had a really, really bad urine infection, and the thing the tablet she was taking she was overdosing on. So the aftermath of that is she went on when we were recording the show, my mum and my brother and sister took her to Parkinson's at Rake Lane, and um, she got a, a Parkinson's doctor to look through our case. And so the ultimate irony is uh all the stuff that we were trying to say, like that was mentioned six months ago about like we should reduce our patch, we should do this, this, this and this about our tablets, um, all got dismissed three months ago and go, We'll just stick with what we're doing and then this lady who works on the team that my doctor sees like spent 45 minutes looking at my mom's case over the last 12 months and then she, we my me brother and sister went in and they had a long consultation like a lot longer than than i usually experience going with my mom and she went right we need uh, we're going to reduce this tablet we're going to take rid of this tablet and we're going to get gradually get rid of the patches and i was like hallelujah because i i i like um, blood, sweat, and tears, mm-hmm. said to them three months ago. That's what you said you were going to do, and so it took. So, so it almost feels like, you know, uh, three months of, of a months waste to, of then? a waste of time. Yeah, and it's because of the lack of, like, you know, you get like ten minutes with a doctor, you know, to cover a a huge period of time for someone going through something like Parkinson's. It's it's a it's a stupid system, mm-hmm. and but it took an emergency hospital visit for that to happen yeah. and it, it it leads to a wider point and I touched on this in the interview with Lucy it, I get so so animated because it's like I, I, please people don't take this to heart and say that I'm saying that this is acceptable but it really is a powerful point to bring up is that people who end up in my mom's situation who feel helpless and feel that nothing's getting better and are not being listened to feel that their only solution is to and I'm not saying my mom did this I do but I do think it was subconsciously giving up I think this is what my mom ultimately was doing is that they do it because they don't feel there's a way out um but the way out ultimately ends up being only if you're in an absolute crisis mm. do you get ultimately yeah. what you want and that is an unbelievably dangerous and unacceptable thing mm-hmm. for us to be in, mm-hmm. because as we keep preaching on this show till we're blue in the face, it's about prevention. That's it's scary. not about waiting for something awful to yeah. happen and responding. Yeah. That that's that's the height of if that doesn't describe ignorance as a mm-hmm. society, mm-hmm. and particularly the, me- the 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 actual organisation that we go to for help, mm-hmm. the NHS and the wider in the wider community. Mm-hmm we don't have access to the help that we ultimately need until it gets to, uh, you know, like a life or death situation or that there's a worry that someone's going to hurt themselves. Because that's ultimately what happened with my mum; is she had a massive hallucination episode and could have, you know, it could have been far worse than it was. Mm -hmm. We feel really, really lucky. I mean, I'm being completely honest and open that that's really what, something really bad could have happened. It's basically just allowing
2: Um, problems to fester until, until they reach a point where, you know, it's too late. Yeah, and
1: then we go, oh, well, maybe we should do something about it now that they're, you know, trying, you know, jumping over walls when they're 72 years of age because they're worried that their house is exploding because that, you know, because they're physically and mentally exhausted. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and also on top of that, it comes across that the family doesn't do enough when my mom and my sister and brother are all physically and mentally exhausted mm-hmm. trying to help her. Um, it's just this endless cycle of... Mm-hmm. And then sometimes you get go, you get them saying, well, you just need to take care of that because... And it's like, you know, you reach a point where you go, enough is enough. Mm-hmm. We're sick of this. Mm-hmm. Um, so as I said, the silver lining to this, the reason why I'm, I'm underlining this, and it's really powerful to tell people this, because I'm one of many examples of this, so my mm-hmm. mom is in particular. Because, you know, how many stories can well, me... are like on he... isolated cases. Yeah. no. I was just about to say, how, can, how, how many examples could me and you do of situations where we've we've not felt we've got the help we needed, mm-hmm. and it just gets worse and worse and worse yeah. until we have a breakdown, yeah. and then end up like, exactly. oh, I ended up in hospital, you went probably ended up you know not working and just feeling isolated. Yeah. That's that's what ends up happening, no. and people need to wake up no, to this. No, yeah. It's so frustrating. Yeah. It's so frustrating because it all happens behind closed doors, and then people think it's being taken care of. Mm-hmm. The reality is it isn't. No. It just isn't, mm-hmm. and it and it's it's so upsetting. Um. But as I said, so the silver lining of it is, and I know there'll be people listening to this going, well, it got resolved. My point is it should never get to that point Mm -hmm. because it's people who are suffering. And I think that's the thing that most upsets me. And I I hope it annoys people who are in the NHS or whatever it is, like people who make the, the big decisions. We do not care about suffering in this country. We just don't. We just don't. If somebody is in pain and is not feeling very good, the solution is that they need to do something about it. But the reality is there's a lot of people in situations where they need more external help yeah. they are not. They're, they are trying to be responsible for their illness, mm-hmm. I'm sick and tired of hearing people say, you need to take responsibility for what you're going through, mm-hmm. but there's people who end up in situations where they just they can't, they don't have the tools mm-hmm. and if they don't have the tools, they look for external support, and if you're throwing it back to them and saying, you know, you're on your own it makes them iller, and it makes them give up mm-hmm. and that, that this has to stop mm-hmm. This is, this is the reason why, look at how many people we have in mental in the mental health show that we've done now, how many people in this show that we have charities the reason these charities exists is because it's a gap that the NHS does not provide yeah. that's yeah. the reason they exist yeah. that's the reason they're there, why is there a dementia society because as she just pointed out, people go to hospital and dementia people wait around yeah. because they, do, they don't have the help they do not have the help and this is ultimately they're the fill thing. in huge voids yeah.
2: in in the n h s which you know yeah i mean we, we we despite our problems, we're big fans of the n h s yeah we we want it to be better,
1: so. yeah, because as I say, it's not the nurse's fault, it's like yeah. I had an argument with the carer and the way care and here 'cause my mom waited over an hour to get her ten o'clock medication, and I got a phone call from your mom and tears going, i I don't think i've they're not here why aren't they here, and so I had to ring up and complain, going, it's not good enough. Mm-hmm because my mom's suffering and you know the reason what they d- they don't care the reason that they ultimately don't care is because they go well your mom only takes a tablet it's not life-threatening mm-hmm. but my argument is it's incredibly um it's incredibly morally and ethically awful mm-hmm. like a disgrace because basically for 50 minutes my mom was in absolute agony not waiting for our tablet mm-hmm. and that's just not acceptable you know, no. I, it, it, and it's irrelevant that it's a, a cared person. I would say exactly the same thing for your mom, yeah. for your dad, your sister, no. for a person on the streets, mother and sister. I'm not asking for special treatment. Yeah. It's it, it's just unacceptable to be looked at like that. Mm-hmm. It it, it, it we, we need to stop accepting this as like, because I hear people as well, the argument, I mean, I don't want a complete rant here, but the, the, the other argument I hear from people is go, well, it's better than nothing that's okay, that's okay. the other thing i hear that we're in it well because we have the nhs i'm like but yeah the nhs in principle is a great idea how it's implemented sucks mm-hmm. absolutely sucks because it, unless you've got a physical ailment where broken leg or they're the best in the world for dealing with that because they know what they're doing yeah. and it's something that goes you just wear a cast for whatever and rest and you're fine mm-hmm. But men- men- mentally, m- any mental ramifications to anything you go through, mm-hmm. were just awful, yeah. absolutely awful. Because mm-hmm. and it, it, that if society acts that way, how what help, what, what hope do we have uh, as yeah, individuals? Yeah. Like it, like it, and and people think that isn't an argument because mm-hmm. they go, well, take your own responsibility. Like I just said, we see no, we, we need society we, to do. This, this it is too. why
2: we need parity because yeah, I know that words like used so much now. But yeah. as with the 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 words used before, it's not about awareness anymore; it's about action. Yeah. In um, it's like you know I the 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 line between physical and mental health is becomes more increasingly blurred. One affects the other, undoubtedly. Yeah. And uh, you know a good friend of mine who's a trained psychologist, um, colleague, um, he he actually works for one of the 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 big ca- cancer charities because mm-hmm. he's well aware that when it comes to dealing with cancer in the family and particularly when it comes to palliative care and you know and terminal illness and that sort of thing, yeah, that there is a huge um psychological impact within the family, yeah, and that's what he's assigned here to that's his role to sort of to co- compare that to deal yeah. with that <laughs> and that's something the nhs that I, from the examples i've heard just don't do mm-hmm. it's just like well we don't we don't sort of risk there's no risk factor for the psychological mm-hmm. impact when it comes to you know a bad physical health and vice versa i guess as well mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's yeah it's yeah I mean, it's, I'm it it
1: is, and it's also just like the sort of you, you know so so the nutshell with my mom is that um is that she she because of that the social worker then agreed because with this go, with us going to the Parkinson meeting is we managed to condense my mum's tablets because some of them got stopped mm-hmm. and some of them we realise you can take with the other tablets so instead of like having nine nine t- trays or whatever the hell she had mm-hmm. um she now only has six. Mm-hmm. So because it was condensed down to six doses, mm-hmm. it's like six times a day she took a, for some tablets mm-hmm. like there could be multiple ones on that on their time, but I'm saying mm-hmm. six times she took tablets and mm-hmm. um, that was possible for the carers to cover mm-hmm. so we were able to get dosted boxes that all made sense that were all like labeled correctly so to the care company satisfaction the company that we're currently with who does most of our carers mm-hmm. do four sessions now. Um, we got another company to do the other two. So mm-hmm. she gets a seven in the morning call now as well as a seven at night right, call for okay. two for, for one care company. Mm-hmm. Then the other care companies come ten one four seven ten ten one four and nine. Right. So she gets all her tablets taken care of now. So um that's quite thorough compared to what yes. we had to deal with before. And also it means legally I'm no longer responsible, which is something that I felt immense relief over. Mm-hmm. So as of like the as of Monday, I am not responsible. For putting my tablets out for my mom, so that's mean that I don't have to go every day. I mean, obviously, I'm, I mean I'm going to go and see my mom after this radio show, for example. Um, so it doesn't mean that I'm going to just go and relax and think, "Oh, my work here is done," because I know mental health-wise that you know I've already had a couple of phone calls off that have been a little bit teary you know, teary like, you know, I'm going to do this on my own type thing and it's trying to get her to be motivated and, and realise that she's going to have periods of time on her own but having six sessions of carers is is really a lot and she's in a really, you know quite a good position considering Um, so yeah, so I'm I'm relieved that that's happened but considering I did that, and again it's not about me, it's about getting what's right for me ma'am, but I'm just saying from a support a carer aspect um, waiting, waiting sp- I put her tablets out every day since the beginning of December, mm-hmm. and it's now, you know, the sixth month. Mm-hmm. So, and it started on Monday, so what's that like? About six, six and a half, six and a half months? every day of going around my mam's and it's just it impacted everything like you know i mean even i told my friends who i go on a monday night to the pub with that like i was turning up at like half nine to uh, two hours late because i was making sure that everything i did was correct and and you know i you know when's the last time me and you went out for example because we've both been really really busy like yeah. this is the only time we currently see each other which i'm aware of and i don't it's get good to job see it's a lightly, i know yeah <laughs> i know it's like me and me but you just catch up and go it's nice seeing you yeah. um you know and it's oh Obviously, there's phone calls and whatnot when we can, yeah. but, like, I just mean, like, I didn't have... A, I haven't had a social life, really, outside of, you know, I get to see my girlfriend, um, which, again, it showed me how much it had affected me, because me and my girlfriend, she won't mind me saying this, had a really wonderful, like, one of the best, like, you know, relaxing, datey things that mm. me and uh, Haley did on uh wedding, like, uh, yesterday... Um, but it was sorry not yesterday wednesday but um i stayed at hers on tuesday we had a, a, an appointment we had to go to and then um and then, yeah, we went out to, um, the, um, Sea Life Centre and, um, it, um, Tymouth. Yeah. Um, saw the seals being, was being fed, which was really, really, really nice and fun. And, uh, we just had a walk along the beach and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was unbelievably nice. And the fact that, like, I stayed out with her till about seven o'clock and that would have been the time I would have went over to my mum's. Mm-hmm. Um, just was really, it was really nice. So it showed how much it affected me. And, um, so when, when I went out to the, when, when me and my mum were at hospital, I don't know, I don't think I said this in the last show but um uh I got a phone call about my ASA um, well I got a text message in the morning sorry to say the, they were gonna ring me to give, tell me an update, and then I had to ring them the next day, so I rang them. This is, this is actually relevant to the show, cause I got back from the show two weeks ago, and I spent two hours on the phone to ESA to say that I missed the phone call. Two hours? Yeah. The, right. the phone call, the, the, the hotline's ridiculous. And yeah. um, sometimes, actually, you wait for like 45 minutes and they hang up on you. It's, it's awful system. It's, it's, a, it, you never wanna ring them if you can. Yeah, because they're just so, always so just rammed, rammed all the time. To yeah. Oh god, it's, um, it's the, yeah. it's, it's a Reval- classic song, Reval- Rival- 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 Rivaldi, Rivaldi,
0: Rivaldi, yeah.
1: yeah. <sighs> Imagine hearing that for two hours. I know. And it just repeats after like ten seconds, so it's. <laughs> <laughs> and you and, I, and, I, and you just you're like this is gonna give me a mental health problem yeah, okay. if I didn't have one net already I've got one now oh, listening yeah. to this and that's a fantastic classic song but it's now being tainted by the tainted fact by that they the use that as a whole or, uh, yeah yeah use it as the whole thing for everything yeah. like because I rang the hotline for E S A and it turns out that they feel that I feel it which I'm not surprised I knew that I was gonna feel it because I'd shown that I was able to work because you know I mean obviously I do this and I work sometimes at university. And stuff like that. I knew they were going to penalise me for that, but that's the whole point. How do they take so, volunteering?
2: Then do they do they um, see that as proof? Of no, effect? it's
1: only it's only um it's only paid work um yes. that they penalise you for. But I guess if you decide to volunteer, that's probably the same principle as that mm-hmm. they look at it as going well. You're getting out of the house, and you know because you have to basically be. You know, um, bedridden for them to to yeah. uh, it's it, it's 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 a it's a stupid system. I mean, we can spend another I'm half an hour ranting d- about d- that. need
2: to tarnish the reputation of um, composers. <laughs> you, so anyway, before
1: like, the last thing I'll say, we've got literally five minutes left, so we have got to make sure we're on time because we're on a timed uh, recording for the podcast. But. um do you know anything about universal credit before I say how it works?
2: Well, I've been campaigning on for quite a while now I'm,
1: well i'm I understand it now yeah. and I'm, this is probably where i, I that's probably where my apprehension came from because I know you brought it up with me before mm-hmm. so i so what I ended up doing I'll try and give the condensed version because we're pushed for time mm-hmm. but um basically so after i I failed the SA. I went well. I could mandatory reconsider it, but I, I don't think I'm going to pass it anyway. So I can do that anyway because you sign with Universal Credit, and basically they apply for the six benefits that Universal Credit covers, like as in, are you, are you? It's um, meant to be
2: a simplified system, yes. where they, yeah, yes. Yeah, so you do but but the rollout. Though. The rollout of it has been horrific.
1: Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm. Go- I'll give you an exact example yeah. of what I had to do, and I'm being completely upfront. And Newcastle, here. just for listeners, is yeah. one of the
2: the where we've been like the guinea pigs, like yes. Well, actually, my
1: sister told me about it because I ran my sister afterwards because I went this is ridiculous I've never heard of such an idiotic way of handling it Mm -hmm. but I think it's in principle a good idea the way Mm -hmm. it's implemented is Mm -hmm. stupid Um, and me sister said actually it was started a few years ago in Blackpool Mm -hmm. because she's Works in Blackpool. She lives and, out in Melbourne, She lives in yeah. Preston, yeah. And she works in Blackpool because she's doing Blackpool Museum as a ah. as a lot refund. She um one of the main curators for the upcoming Blackpool Museum. Little plug there for my sister. But um, but yeah. So um, you know. So I'm actually proud of her. Actually, it's a ridiculously good job. It sounds like. But anyway, and I'm always interested in listening to her product But but anyway. So she told me it started there. So she was like, when I rang up and said I'm applying for universal credit, you know, everyone she literally went, oh, yeah. like. Cause, so I went to the. I did as well when yeah, you told me. Actually. I went to the. So I went to the. the because um, i'm i don 't have a valid passport, so i couldn 't verify it online, so I had to make a job uh, a, a meeting at the job center that's the other thing um, the
2: documentation yeah. has been the stumbling block for yeah well. so yeah because
1: if you don't some people don 't have just a passport okay. for any okay. reason, so it okay. turns out as well they changed the rules so your old passport um applies i didn 't bring it thinking it because it 's two years out of date so anyway, so I had to go with a whole bunch of identification, but it was worth it because the guy sat with me and said in principle how universal credit works because I actually applied for housing benefit because obviously I was on sick benefit it was in the ESA. So I was working, I had ESA, I also had housing benefit as well. So you know, I was doing okay, I was, all my bills were paid for and obviously trying to do a little bit of work here and when I could. And obviously I declared it to, to them when I was doing that. So when I applied for universal credit, I me housing benefit gets stopped because they reassess it during universal credit. So that I didn't realise that. So that cost me half my housing benefit by doing that. So he has me going. I'll apply for universal credit as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Turns out that stops me housing benefit. I'm like my rent's due in a week, mm-hmm. and then they go right. We're gonna have there's an assessment period now, which lasts five weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- it, that ends for you on the 30th of June, and then you'll be paid. The following working day after that, so if it, it hits on a weekend, it'll be sometime beginning of June when you'll be paid. And I'm like, that's like five weeks. Like, mm-hmm. what if, what if I'd applied for Universal Credit on like the day of my rent? Mm-hmm. Then I'd owe two bits of rent and I have no way well, of hearing it. Well, something we campaigned yeah. with ACORN that the yeah. Universal it's Credit came up, that Absolutely people who
2: had their housing benefits stopped yeah. and are on waiting for Universal Credit. Yeah. To, that there'll be no rent arrears. Yeah. That was a guarantee but however, when I hear more um, testimonies like yours just now, yeah. it proves that, you know, it's a, So it's I literally
1: expensive. went, so, obviously, because I do feel like I'm in a really, really good place. I don't know what, where I've got this motivation from recently. But, like, I'm really, like, you know, working hard. And I, it probably does tell me that I I, I do want to work. And I really want to work in mental health industry somehow. Maybe work for a mental health charity. Yeah, mental health charities listening. Who thinks I could work for them? Please do let me know. Because, um, you know, I'm thinking of doing that. But, obviously... So, anyway, the advantage of universal credit... And it's, we've got literally a minute and a half left. But the advantage of universal credit is basically, in a nutshell... It came up when I did all the answers that I can apply for carers allowance because of my mum. So I didn't know that. And I didn't know I could do it without my mum because apparently it came up. The, they must have known that my mom gets a tenance uh, allowance, and she it says that she has minimum to high care.
2: Just to clarify, yeah, you, um, carers allowance isn't one of them that get condensed into universal credit. That's still, it is. It, no, is. It, is. No, it is part of it universal is, credit right. now. Yeah, okay. so it basically
1: it it substitutes job seekers allowance, but the advantage is because you're caring for a significant other, yeah. and obviously in my, my my in my case it's my mom, and mm-hmm. um, they they basically don't bug you to do work because you're basically looking after somebody else. Hello, everybody. This is Stephen. Just in the post recording to say um, that we got cut off again because we got off at two p.m. on the live edition on Spice FM 98.8 FM. So it's twelve to two p.m. every second and fourth Friday of every month. So we're now every two times a month, which is excellent. Um, all I was referring to that got cut off was about universal credit, saying that um, without borrowing money off my parents i wouldn't be able to cover my um, my rent um, which is why universal credit's been criticized um but all these me to say is thank you so much for listening to this episode um of mentally sound you can listen to the other shows that have just been released at the same time because this is the podcast version and as i said our next show live is um in a couple of weeks time we just did one last friday um so thank you so much for supporting us please do let people know because it's really important because we think the shows are excellent and do follow us on twitter which is at geek uh, at underscore sound i should say and i'm at geek underscore apocalypse okay thank you very much and we'll speak to you soon bye